0: Everybody out there. Welcome to another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. With me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got a lot of things to get into. Uh, it was a great weekend for, for LSU Sports, particularly uh men's baseball. Men's baseball. I keep doing that. I keep saying <laughs> men's baseball. Although I think this weekend there was a they made a history with some there was a female on a men's baseball team first time in college history. I think it was division in college. Oh, up. wow. What did they, teach did she yeah. do? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say, I, I would say like pinch runner or something, you know, it's like, yeah, but I, I really don't know. I, I'll have to okay. look it up. Uh, but yeah, it was first time, uh, but <laughs> baseball uh, had a very good weekend at the box, taking two out of three with the visiting Arkansas Razorbacks who were on quite a streak of their own. Uh, I think we ended there, like, 17-game win streak uh, and started them on a two-game losing streak. How about that? Uh, then, of course, we have the men and women's Final Four. LSU Lady Tigers making it for the first time since, gosh, 2008. That's incredible what Kim Mulkey's done in her second year. We're going to get into that as well. And also, I don't know what you guys thought about the men's Final Four. I, I, I dare someone to step forward and say that their bracket's still perfect. <laughs> or that they picked or that they picked these final four teams, even with a a bad bracket, but anyway, uh we got all that and more, but before we do, want to check in with the guys per usual, see how your week slash weekend was good, good to be with you another another great addition of talking
1: tigs, as we always say uh yeah. excited about the you know the performance on the on the diamond caught all caught all of those games um in some form or fashion between the radio and tv um and uh like you said big win for for kim mulkey and the and the uh lsu lady tigers um and very strange ncaa tournament so you know lots lot to talk about on the men's <laughs> yep, side doing well. very strange tournament on the men's side
2: mm- mm-hmm. yeah doing well uh unfortunately, I couldn't watch as much of the uh the baseball as I wanted to I was busy Saturday morning, but I did watch the the women's basketball elite eight and final Four games so congrats to them that's obviously exciting and we'll talk about it uh and then yeah on the on the men's bracket I actually picked Miami for the final four in my bracket, so I got one out of four which it ain't too shabby for the the ones that we have left yeah but really? uh um I I, was kind of just at random, I suppose. I didn't have any rhyme or reason for it. But, yeah, um, excited for three first-time Final Four teams. And although UConn's looking really good, so they may end up hoisting another trophy. But uh, the year of the busted chalk, and anybody's got a chance to get it.
0: Yeah. um, And going yeah just the men's, was it it's not the first year they haven't had a number one seed at all right like i feel like that was up a few years ago and i thought they they like finally broke that streak but i know there's not one this year obviously
2: no i think it was uh, the first time that there had been no number one seeds in the elite eight or something like that in like a long time yeah
0: uh, okay uh it's just kind of remarkable but i think it's great like who who outside of you know these respective schools like San Diego State, like like one percent people had that in the Final Four. Obviously, all students and <laughs> alumni from San Diego State, right, or people that work there, maybe I don't know. It's, I, I think it's great for the sport though that all these teams are there because it just kind of shows you anything could happen. Um, yeah, women as well. Women as well. Although I just for you know. Uh, craps and giggles I I filled out a bracket for men's obviously but if you go through ESPN you know they have all these different metrics where you can have the computer pick it out based on a coin flip or the highest seed only or uh just completely random or based on you know whatever their team metrics are and you know I did all these different ways just to see what it would come up with for the men's it was pretty consistent I did it for the whims too just to see what it looked like and it was it was always totally random they seem pretty mm. heavy on North Dakota State, though, by the way, who, who didn't make it. But there was only, like, one scenario where I saw South Carolina in the Final Four for women. Really? Meanwhile, with all the women's, like, Alabama was consistently there, and they didn't make it. So just very interesting. Uh, I did I did see LSU a few times. I had them picked, obviously. But uh, it's just great for the Lady Tigers, what they've done in year two under Kim Mulkey. And I thought it was great that – uh not only scott woodward was there supporting but also brian kelly and uh, matt mcmahon so i thought that was really cool to see them at the game um just saw a picture on social media but I thought that was good support um yeah. my, why not too right why not it's a family more or less yeah, matt,
2: matt mcmahon was hoping some of the winning ways rubbed off on him
0: yeah really <laughs> He's trying matt to get that, worried, the, the worried the that they're effect. gonna make him square <laughs> up against kim mulkey's team <laughs> he's 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 taking hopefully he's taking notes but he he probably heard out about it and just like they're all getting on the plane and he saw he like, hey guys can i go <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah come on matt man we were saying so kelly's foolish. like nah. who are you <laughs> hi i'm brian it's like I, I know i was at your hiring ceremony oh yeah that's I, I, right. it
1: was at the game it was at, <laughs> I, I was coaching that game that i oh, wait no, that would have been will Wade actually Never mind. Yeah.
0: Right, right. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I know you, 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 we announced you at halftime of one of my games. Oh yeah. That's right. What's up, dude. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Tigers moving on. Uh, like I said, first time since 2008, uh, I like our chances. I mean, the closest game so far was, is actually two games ago. Uh, and like they, they won by three. Every other game has been pretty much double digits. That's how they beat Miami. Um, who actually has was one of the few teams that had like men's and women's in the Sweet 16 at least. Uh, so watch out for one of the programs. Although I heard there was some player from Miami last year where it was during the tournament or right before the tournament. Like he said he was going to quit the team unless unless you know he got some in out of money right quick. <laughs> he I guess he did. He played and then the you know he's on he's on the team this year and wouldn't you know it, they're playing in the Final Four. So, yeah, just crazy stories. Like you said, just this tournament's uh, bonkers, to say Mm -hmm. the least. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, picks either way, men's, women's, whatever? Or is it like, you know what? It's a coin flip at this point.
2: Um, I guess on on the women obviously LSU has been playing well. The game against Utah was, was really close and it could have gone either way at the end because Utah had two free throws to go up by two and they bricked both of them. And then LSU got two free throws and Alexis Morris made both to kind of seal it away. And so you you feel bad for them, but they matched up better against us uh, physically much better than Miami did. At least we were kind of out muscling Miami and they, they couldn't get anything going on offense and so if we can continue that play style, then we got a good chance in the semifinal. We don't even know who we're playing yet because it's going to be either Virginia Tech or Ohio State, which will be determined tonight. But and I couldn't really tell you much of anything about either of those teams. But, um, yeah, I mean, I say we have a good chance of making the national championship, probably against South Carolina and getting a rematch. Um, yeah. in the game that we, we that was our first loss early on in the season, when we got thumped. Uh, when South Carolina was number one and we were number three, I think so. We'd like to get another crack at the at the king, but either way, it's a big queen. success for Kim Mulkey. Yeah, come for the come for the queen. You better not miss. Uh, and yeah, because last year in her first her first season, they played really well. Um, they lost in the Sweet Sixteen, I believe. And to to go even farther this year, I mean LSU is is back on the national stage in basketball like we were in the mid two thousands. Um, so that's all we asked for Kim Mulkey, and she's already kind of over-delivering as far as the men uh, I mentioned, UConn was <clears throat> rolling quite well, but I'd like to see FAU go home with it. I'm living here in South Florida. I'm only about 30 minutes from Boca Raton where the, the Owls play. Not that I've ever gone to any games, but <laughs> there was a little bit of buzz in the office today that two teams from South Florida were both in the, the final four. So that's pretty
1: neat. That is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. um yeah. i i genuinely have no allegiance to any of these teams at all really uh uconn beat gonzaga right yeah
2: pretty handled yeah
1: yeah i was kind of i mean I, I like watching you know timmy play um so it's kind of sad to see timmy go away um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean miami looks good uconn looks good fau who would have even known that they were, you know, a good basketball team? I didn't know that this year um, going into this, you know, this March Madness. So it is really March um, and it really is mad. And uh, gosh, I don't know. I, I agree, Daniel. I think I think watching FAU, if they could do it, they probably can't, but that'd be cool. Um, if not, uh, I mean, I'd probably pick UConn just because f- I feel like they've got the pedigree. And, like, the, you know, the tradition. Although Jim Calhoun's not there anymore. He's been gone for a while now, right? So.
2: Yeah, they got a guy
1: who looks like he works on Wall Street right now. He's, like, wearing suits. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you who plays for UConn, to be honest. Like, you know, I feel like the biggest, like, players in all of college. like, there are no big-name players in this Final Four.
2: No, not really. Because, like, no. you
1: know, UCLA and UCLA and Gonzaga had those two had had Timmy. And then I forget who the the guy they would like face off they would like kind of play as the counterpart, but they were like big. And then um, the guy from Alabama was kind of a big name for, for college basketball. But like now, I mean, I can't tell you a single player.
2: I guess the, the media is probably not super thrilled with it. Cause there's no like kind of marquee blue bloods. I mean, UConn and Miami are, Pretty large and well-respected schools, but they'd yeah. like to have a, a Kansas or a, or a Duke in, in the mix. I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like anybody. last year, last year when you had Duke, um, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, uh, Kansas. That
0: was that was a great you know couple of games right there. Yeah, not the case this year. And you know what? I, I could poor, poor media, right? Boo hoo! It's like now you can <laughs> like dig and do some story. Race, find some good there's good stories out there i just know there are uh from all these schools we've you know well, like really the one hear. that you like the one you just broke scott on the guy wanting an nil deal you
1: did the oh, recording right. and, and you broke it so that that's that's i you know yeah, yeah lot, there you yes?
0: go <laughs> i know right <laughs> shoot um I'll, I'll 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 reach out to his agent i know he's got one now shoot <laughs> or there's the uh twins that were on the women's team like they they came from Idaho or something and they transferred to Miami and then boom look well, you know they they almost made it to the final four anyway um I don't know it'll be it'll be interesting uh, I think it's just I, I just love it when there's all these no names no bodies there's not some particular storyline to follow that also we don't have to hear about 80 times during the game right uh, so there's not that
1: they man there that is yeah. one negative thing about watching Gonzaga play. You're gonna hear the word timmy <laughs> they, they they talk about Timmy the whole game. it's the gonzaga timmys
0: I know it's like even when he's on the bench, like they got a camera trained on him the whole game, obviously, but yeah, he's like sitting on the bench and they're still talking about him Meanwhile game's going it, on. he's he's an interesting guy i, I wonder
1: i do I, as I was because I was watching him uh, you know, I watched them play whenever they were on um. Or I watched most of their games on this in this tournament, and I was like, uh, "I wonder how he's going to be in the in like professional." Like I don't I, I don't know. Does his game translate? Would he? Will he be some? You know, pro, maybe not. Maybe he'll be kind of be like a Tyler Hansborough, where it was, like really good in college, but like kind of never really worked out in the NBA.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like uh, what's that guy Luca. <laughs> he's, he's, I don't think he's going to like. Yeah. I don't think stand down out like him. that.
2: You know, um, more of kind of the, the college fundamental player than the NBA flashy playmaker, I guess. Yeah. Right.
0: Um so what did you guys think about Alabama? Um, I was gonna ask you about Alabama and Tennessee. Because Tennessee was kind of it seemed like they were just like literally muscling their way through the brackets, right? Just very physical play. That's why they beat Duke. I don't think Duke's kind of been against anybody that physical all year. I think they even said so, that guy that got the cut under his eye. Uh, and then, you know, they just – they had a big guy in the center. He was like – it was like the Pistons from the early 90s. You know, it's just – I mean, they're gone now, and so is Alabama. But uh, it's like, what happened with them? All the SEC – I mean, we got three in the 16, but we all lost. And, like, some of these games, like, UConn beat Arkansas by, like, 30. Or they were up by 30 at one point. So it's just the disparity in these games is kind of crazy too. Yeah. No, no, I mean, no. I, no, no. I, I just kind of, as I was, you know,
1: Alabama was, I, I liked watching them play all year, especially, you know, cause we're, we're watching SEC stuff, but I do kind of feel like, um, kind of just proves SEC's not like, we're not, you know, basketball's not our first sport. Um, <laughs> so even though Alabama was, you know, top of the top, it's just not, not their wheelhouse. Yeah. If said, I don't know if that happens to a saving coach team, but Nate Oates, maybe so. Did
2: y'all see about how saving kind of like called out the Alabama basketball team?
0: Wait, what did he say? Yeah. Uh, I'm, he said, there's no such thing as the wrong place, wrong time.
2: Cause that's what
0: Oates,
2: oh. uh, it kind of referred to for Brandon Miller, like, cause he like gave the other guy the gun that ended up getting used in the shooting and like he was the wrong place at the wrong time. Like he was, he was, I don't know involved. about He's that. Good.
1: Yeah. Nick Saban, Daniel, you remember this. Nick Saban is the guy who came to Monroe, Louisiana, when Cam Robinson and Cam Sims, who were two players for Alabama were caught like with a gun in their car. And he like got them out of the, like, they, they like walked free. Like it was like an elite or it was like, you know, an unregistered gun, like, they were under 21, you know, it's like, this is like a gun, like a gun charge, like a legitimate felony. And Nick Saban came and they all, and they walked free. So I don't know if, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Nick Saban would say they weren't in the wrong place at the wrong time. That was the right place. But, um,
0: you know, it's kind of interesting. Well, it is, but he's, he's, uh, he made that comment. I mean, his, the media was asking him about his player because he had a freshman defensive back, Tony Mitchell. I don't know if you remember the name. Uh, yeah, but he was arrested yeah. for like drugs and gun charge. Well, drugs and you know, intent to distribute. Uh, I don't know if there was a gun involved or not, but anyway, uh, and that's, that's what prompted him to say that. Um, I don't You could ask, I mean, he could plausibly say, all oh, I wasn't directed at the basketball team, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think he is trying to separate himself. It's like, well, Maybe I, I think personally deep down Saban probably doesn't agree with the decision to play the guy that brought you know, whatever happened with the Alabama team, allegedly, basketball team. He probably didn't agree with how it went down, so but he's not gonna come out and say it specifically. Whatever. Yeah. Probably right. It's not our drama. <laughs> it's not our drama yeah. to worry about. But anyway. Um, yeah, we don't have uh, players.
1: We don't have any players who could even who could even have a gun.
0: <laughs> they all transferred. No. Right, right. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, but, you know, no, no speaking of no transfers this week, uh, really with any – well, actually – no, uh, basketball actually had uh, a couple. Um, well, guys, some guys entered the portal, so I, I don't know. We had like what, four over the course of a week? A week, yeah. Wow. I, uh, I mean, I kind of feel for Matt McMahon. I don't know if – I don't know what that's about. But anyway, I mean, they're in the portal. They haven't gone anywhere yet, but still, you know, it's not a good sign. But, you know, we'll see what he can hopefully salvage there. Um, Speaking of salvage, baseball didn't have – baseball had a series to salvage this weekend because they they started out with a loss against um, top-rated – well, not the top-rated Arkansas, but top five Arkansas. Arkansas took game one. Honestly, they – I saw that they won it basically just two to one. I mean yeah. it was technically it was a nine to three game, uh ended in a ten innings, but I don't know. It's like they only really needed one because we just could not hit that game. Um, yeah. luckily the Tigers rebounded, run ruled them the next game, twelve to two, then won the last one uh fourteen to five. So Tigers held steady. Uh so did the pitching, by the way. Uh, I have a few takeaways from this. Paul Skeens is amazing, and unfortunately, we wasted a great outing by him. Um, he almost went, you know, the full, the distance. Uh, he, I don't think we need him to, but, I mean, he – Arkansas is, like, one of the top, top teams in the country, and he was able to keep them to one run. I know they kept us to one run also, and we needed Brady Neal to, like, at least take us to 10 innings. But it uh, was uh, just a remarkable job from him. Uh, I mean, the guy's – totally insane. Like he was pitching 102, 103 top of the first, he was still pitching like high nineties right before he was taken out. So the guy's amazing, obviously probably one of the most untouchable pitchers in our, not only in our conference, but in just in the, in the game in general. Uh, but I think our, our backup pitching was good. Also uh, yeah. Ty Floyd, you know, he started out, gave up two runs top of the first, then he pitched the rest of the time, scoreless, say had what three hits or something. That's what you want. You want oh, guys, yeah. to, you know, if they can punch in the chin right in those first or second innings, but they can still go the distance that saves you plenty of pitchers. And even if he only has to go to like five innings, you got a guy like Garrett Edwards that came in twice actually, and could take you a few innings instead of us, you know, the the usual Johnny Holstaff we're used to seeing where it's just pitcher after pitcher after hit and guys still not hitting. So I thought that was great. Uh, The other thing I can say confidently is Dylan Cruz is probably the best player slash hitter in the country. He's averaging, what, 500s. I heard I saw something where he, if he didn't do anything in his next 60 at bats, he would still have an average over 300. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is crazy. That's just remarkable. So there's that takeaway. There's also... Some other stuff I'll sprinkle in, but I want to. I just want to hear what you guys say. I was able to follow along either, like you said, on the radio or social media or yeah. some stat tracker app or something. But all in all, very good uh, weekend of baseball, man. The Tigers are just too good to be denied, I think got a big test this weekend, but I want to see what you say about the uh, this 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 past series.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like Arkansas gave us everything they had on that Friday game, um, and. I mean, I don't know if you saw what, what Tommy tanks, he texted uh, Jay Johnson about Friday. He was like, you know, sorry, coach, I'll I'll be on for tomorrow. So, you know, it's like they, they maybe, maybe like, maybe Nick Saban wouldn't like this, but I feel like, you know, we kind of, they got us at the wrong, at the the wrong place at the wrong time, like with our, as far as our hitting goes. Um, And you got to think like that was their, that was their, you know, their ACE versus our ACE, both, both it was a pitching duel. Um, uh, until the last, you know, like you said, Scott, it was not, it was not a nine, three game. Like that was a, that was a two, one game that in the 10th inning got out of hand just because we were right. basically like, well, this is over. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I just, every time, every time schemes like puts up these ridiculous numbers and it's just like, you know, unworldly, I'm like, where did he come from? Like, how did he, how is he at air force? <laughs> you know what I mean, right <laughs> Um, like who missed him, but, uh, then, I mean, he's great. I I, I'm honestly, I was honestly a little bit more, not, not more impressed, but well, I guess more impressed with, with the way Floyd pitched just because of how he, he was able to take, like you said, take that, that two run home run off the chin early in the game and still really pitch a gym outside of that, that one pickup. Um, and with this, with this lineup that we have, you can you can give up you know it's like a year ago if you give up a two-run homer in the beginning or or two years ago you give up a two-run homer it's a like oh man it's over but like with this team (laughs) you give up two-run homer like it's like uh well okay well we'll hit don't worry we'll hit one we'll hit one next next inning
0: and so yeah oh yeah we got dylan cruz we can can tie it up or take over in the bottom of the first
1: (laughs) exactly yeah uh so it's it's i mean it's it's really incredible to watch. I did, I did think that, um, you know, and like you said, we got that, we got the big test against Tennessee this week. Um, but gosh, we look good. We look real good.
2: Yeah. It would have been awesome to get the, the three game sweep at home, but it's kind of similar to the last week against a and it, and we're saying, no, winning the series on the road against a ranked sec opponent. Can't complain to take two out of three against a top five opponent can't complain too much when you had a chance at winning the third one. Were they uh, number five so, or
1: number three? Cause I saw number five most of the time, but then I saw, I read today, I was reading today, like a, a kind of a recap and they had them as number three.
2: Well, baseball's it weird. Is. Cause like in football, they have like the AP and then the CFP rankings, but baseball there's like five different yeah. rankings. Uh, and so it depends on which one you're looking at, but I think D one baseball is like kind of the, the main one, and after this week, they have they only bumped Arkansas down to six, so they're still six after playing us. I um, mean, I think they were five when they played us, but yeah, really good series, cruise. There is a Lot of much warranted talk online about how he is probably the best baseball player LSU has ever had, and like we're watching yeah. like greatness this season. Um, and then the people in the past calling out the, the Todd Walkers and Eddie Furnace, etc. Um, but it's hard to argue with batting 500, uh, it, basically all, five tool player hitting all over the field, making great plays in the outfield, and so that's just a, a dynamo at the really lineup that's smile. F- uh-huh uh <laughs> in a lineup filled with power uh and hitting for average and like, like you mentioned Skeens throwing lights out even though they lost that game that's going to be a really huge matchup against tennessee i guess it'll be friday um because their ace chase dollander is also in the top five mlb prospects conversation with paul Skeens. they're basically one and two like either way in terms of like who's one and who's two in the country in terms of pitchers. So if you want to see a low scoring pitchers duel, uh, tune in for that one. But yeah, we, we rung up Arkansas and yeah, Tommy white played well. Um, Cruz obviously had a few problems with strikeouts. The first game, I think we struck out 15 times, which is kind of crazy. Uh, So maybe need to to work on that a little bit in the cages this weekend, but uh, excited to be back in the box and continue our reign as uh, the number one team.
0: Right, and I'd say if you were to take any one of the takeaways, I had is if if anyone could point to LSU's maybe one weakness, I think it's pretty obvious by now just based off of what our, Well, what Iowa did to us, but then also what Arkansas you could tell purposefully did to us, and I think also um, you know the weekend before Texas a and was purposefully doing to us is they were they know we have a weakness with left-handed pitchers and like Mm -hmm. that first game yeah that's that's their ace but he's left-handed and they just kept throwing more lefties at us and then what happens the next two games all righties boom run rule boom almost a run rule but obviously uh, you know I've you don't have to be Augie Guerrero to know all right well uh, if I'm gonna go against LSU and I have one game I can take on the road I'm gonna throw my lefties at him or just throw yeah. whatever lefties I yeah. can at him, you know? So I, I think that's our Achilles heel at this point. I don't know how much you can work on that midway through the season though. Uh, you know, like you said, you got the next next best pitcher in the in the all of college coming and he's a lefty. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, again, if we can just take two out of three out of all these, I, I think we'll be fine because what what was killing us, before in these weekend series, but also in the postseason, was, you know, when you get to like day three or four of Hoover or three or four of Omaha, and you're just, you need somebody that can just give you like three, four innings. I think we have that now, you know, I feel more, way, way more confident. We've, yeah, we've improved in the
1: bullpen tremendously. Um, I, I still think that like, that's, that's our weakest position is is really pitching um but man i would say yeah i mean i I think riley cooper's good i like him um i i think overall i think we struggle a little bit more with like with with getting to that point with like you know a, a middle reliever um that's kind of where i've seen like for instance poor helmers like he just struggles you Know they bring him in, he's like a sixth, seventh, eighth inning kind of guy. And every time, I, every time he comes up, it feels like he just has a hard time. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that uh, like you said, Edwards, very good. Um, Christian Little struggle, he's not, he's not, yeah. He's not,
0: well, and he had so, like one or two games where he came in in the ninth and kind of closed it out. So the, I think they're trying to see, but obviously he didn't do that in that first game. We, I don't think we have a we don't have a, a Sandman, right? We don't have no. someone that can just come in like like a Zach Hess or a Chris Kyle just come in, throw the heat and get us out of
1: there. I was I was literally talking to to my boss about it today. I was like, we have I, I feel like we haven't had like a, a a legit like closer closer since Zach Hess. Um, and I mean, I remember, I right, mean, yeah. now there were times he got, he got rocked, I, you know, they tried to, they tried to pitch him as a, as a starter for a while. That didn't work. You know, like there were times early, I remember early in his career, he had a hard time, um, you know, not g- giving up, he, he, you know, cause he could hurl it, but then he would give up a, a, a home run or, you know, something like that. So, um, it's not, I mean, by no means is it easy or, or, you know, easy to find the right guy, but, yeah, I think I don't think we have. I think it's the one kind of missing piece. But if we keep hitting the way we do, I don't know if it matters that much.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and we don't even have really the number three Sunday starter yet because, like, Thatcher Hurd had a kind of a rough outing against Arkansas, even though the, the hitting was enough to, to bail him out. And he's been a little bit shaky. He's shown flashes, which is what he was touted as coming out of UCLA. But um, his control has been not stellar. Uh, and Garrett Edwards and a couple others have really outshone him this, this year so far, but Jay Johnson keeps trying him as kind of the third starter. Maybe he'll get there. Uh, but that, that might be a little bit of a concern if like, if there's always a chance of losing that one game, you basically have to win the other two to, to win the series. And that's a a problem that LSU has struggled in with recent years is having a complete rotation, which is difficult in college. You don't have the the money or necessarily the resources to find three aces to, to lock it down. Uh, your whole staff has to be good enough, but, um, hopefully either he can, uh, find his, find the strike zone or Jay Johnson can find somebody who is able to go either like four or five innings to, to kick it off on Sunday. Um, and that that will continue to adjust as we go on, but they got grambling on Tuesday. Yeah. Mm And then, uh, tennessee this weekend so another another big one for lsu and it, it doesn't really get any easier unfortunately
0: no it doesn't um but it, it's it's weird they're starting the weekend on thursday i think um i don't know i think maybe having you know when they moved the games up this weekend because of all the the weather passing <laughs> through uh i mean you can then you saw what you know there's a big tornado went through mississippi so you can kind of see why they wanted to but i don't know i think maybe in a way it, it helped us i don't know because i uh, you know, he didn't have to burn through as many pitchers, but I, I did want to say there's, there was one name. I, I saw that, you know, some, some of our listeners, some tiger baseball fans might remember. It's Javon Coleman. Oh yeah. So he was they're like, they're going to try and try him out in the bullpen today at practice or a scrimmage or, or whatever, just to kind of see. So he's, he's making his way back. Like, yeah, that was a, a name. I remember from the end of last year, as far as guys you would think of as we could count on pitching wise, but yeah, we, we haven't seen him, but he's he's been hurt uh, apparently, obviously, and he's making a comeback. So hopefully he uh, he finds that rhythm and he's good, man. Because how good it would be to have him.
1: Yeah, out I of nowhere,
0: be- like season. boom! Here's another ace. Well, not ace, but you know, here's
1: wow.
0: a <laughs> a guy you can count on. Yeah, if we can get
1: somebody we can just kind of count on, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, I think you're right, Daniel. I think that you know, Thatcher Hurt is kind of the the one kind of. Uh, you know, question mark maybe, um, but I don't know. I still I feel pretty calm. We'll, we'll see. We'll see against Tennessee. I think we still win two out of three. I think we might even sweep them. Um, I feel I feel like we're kind of due. You know what I mean? Like we kind of fumbled. We fumbled a sweep against a And M. We fumbled a yeah. sweep against against uh, uh, Arkansas this week. I feel like I feel like we're due for it this team is definitely good enough to um but we'll see we did, we did uh, luck out on uh the Tommy Tanks like almost injury you saw that like you know this weekend when he was oh, like, almost injury yeah well he he was um he was cramping in the first game mm. um he he was running the bases and then got to got to got the third and then like they had, he like had their to call time and they had to bring him some water and stuff. And he was kind of in and out and people were worried about, Oh, what's what's wrong with him. He was kind of, and then he was gimpy when he went up, when he went up to bat the next, uh, next inning or so. Um, but I mean, he's fine. But I remember people, you know, like on the, I was listening to it on the radio at that point, And so you don't, you don't really, you just kind of hear like, you know, Oh, he's not, he doesn't look good. Oh, like yeah, they're, they're bringing him water. You know, what's, what's wrong. What's wrong. So, I mean, I was glad it was just a just a cramp, but that would have been yep. very
0: bad. <laughs> yeah, but instead he comes back the next game and hits a three-run homer and a grand slam, so I think he's yes. okay. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, speaking of, of uh, other guys that, that kind of stepped up, man, I, somebody who, I think you'd mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Tommy, about what those – the Italian names uh, – Cade Beloso had some opportunity this weekend, and he and he kind of stepped up, man. He had like four, no, he had three hits, I think. Uh, so yeah, he, he did. one of them was a, was a clutch RBI. So good for I him. I like uh,
1: I I like the arrangement they have where they'll start him at first with Morgan in left field, and then you know take him out like halfway through the game and put and then shift and put Morgan back at first, and then they bring in um. I mean they'll bring in whoever to go to, to go to left field. Um, but I like that because I feel like it kind of takes the pressure off of him. It, it, I mean, he's st- when he was remember when he was DH and it was kind of all about hitting, he struggled. Um, and so I feel like he's kind of in a really nice, you know, utility kind of kind of plug-and-play spot where the prep but the, but he doesn't have to be the the big power guy by any means. So I
2: yeah, I like. No, we definitely, he's definitely seeing the ball way better this year, and not trying to be an all or nothing guy. And just yeah, if you can be a reliable hitter in that like five or six spot, then that's all we need you to be. So I'm happy for him that he's been able to kind of resurrect his career a little bit in that regard.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw what uh, Jay Johnson had said about him because someone asked, and he he had basically said when he you know he took over the team, I guess they you know, they were just assessing everyone. And they, he told Cade Belos, he was like, Hey, look, man, we are just going to change everything that you're doing. And it's cool that he went along with it, but it's like, think of like the maturity you would have to be to hear that. be like, Hey man, we think you're great. We're just going to change. I think we need everything. to change everything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just, just trust us. <laughs> like, I, I, all right. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the team. I, I that says something right there. That's right? a team yeah. player. Because like, that, well, that of be a ego
1: I mean, especially then you know, last year getting like having that bizarre injury where you celebrate, where you you get injured and out for the season, like celebrating or something. Um, yeah. So
0: I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that it's all kind of coming together for him. Amen. Um, and yeah, like I said, I feel like there's going to be other stories like this throughout the year. I mean, we kind of had the same with Gavin Dugas, right? Like he, I don't know if he was going to start. Like, I don't think he was projected to be like, you know, like a day one for sure starter like Dylan Cruz or Tommy. But, I mean, he's, he's worked his way back in there. And speaking of Tommy White, yeah, you said he texted, I'll be better tomorrow, coach. And then, my goodness. <laughs> and it's just listening to, the, listening to the announcers, you can tell they're running out of ways to just, announce these home runs, right? Yeah. Like they're just they're just going, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my God, look <laughs> how far that went. I don't think I've ever seen a baseball go that far. Uh so it's just, it's funny. I think I'm I think I can speak for some people when I say I'm a little tired of the pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. Whoever that guy is, I'm not hating on him at all, but if you haven't heard it? It's like it depends oh, who this yeah, no, the broadcast. That's his thing. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm just We hit a lot of home runs, so you hear it a lot. It's like it's already halfway through the season. I'm over it. But anyway, I'm not going to tell them to stop because it's a good thing. Anyway, got Tennessee coming to town, got a meat grinder for schedule. I don't know if you guys have watched whatever's going on in the other division, but Florida's tearing it up. Um, Didn't think they would be. South Carolina is too. They just just swept uh, Ole Miss, I think. And then Kentucky's on like a 17-game win streak, so. Uh, it's it's this, this baseball tournament. In Hoover is going to be nuts. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of teams in the uh, in the in the round of sixty four too. I can already tell. I mean, there's five teams in the top ten in the SEC right now, so it's just SEC is loaded with baseball.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's been so, that way for the last ten years almost, with just SEC yeah. dominance, but even more so now. So it seems it will, uh, not,
1: but it it does seem like it's it seems like it's got like even tougher over the past maybe like four years
2: yeah because there used to be like some like bad teams like you would have like a lot of good talent but at the bottom you'd have some teams that are like pretty poor but even teams like georgia and alabama like teams that traditionally were like not that good at baseball like fielding respectable to to the good team so you really can't take a weekend off
1: yeah like daniel exactly like georgia and alabama like a couple of years ago were bad
0: they were not good at all now yeah and, not the case yeah. not at all uh is kind of surprising too. They scored like twenty-five runs against Auburn. They they're tearing it up offensively. But other than that, guys, that's that's pretty much all I had as far as baseball goes. Do y'all have anything else? Any other observations? Uh I don't know. No, no just,
1: <laughs> not, just another good week. I'm excited to, to watch them play against Tennessee.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. And then uh, I don't even think we mentioned the, the Final Four game for the LSU women. They're playing on Friday but I don't think they've announced the time yet, which is kind of weird, but then if they win the championships on Sunday. So uh, next podcast, we could be recording a, a national championship winning team, which would be our first time since 2019. So. We'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. That's awesome. Um, one thing I did want to mention real quick, the, uh, the female baseball player I was talking about, uh, this is uh, this girl from Queens, actually Olivia Picardo. Or Pichardo, mm. uh, I'm, I'm not sure how to say it, but uh, I mean they were picking her up back in. I guess I think she was. It was twenty. It was 2019, but she was like 15 at the time. Uh, but she was still like she was uh pitching. But she ended up playing for. She's a Brown University. Mm. Yeah, I mean, good for yeah, I'm her. I'm looking at her. I'm
1: looking at her up right now.
0: Yeah. So anyway, it's. I remember in the Little League World Series there was some girl that was pitching that was, you know, doing pretty well, uh, made pretty name for herself. Haven't haven't heard, didn't really hear from her after that. Um, but this was like the first legit division one baseball player. So that's, I don't know. I don't know what that says. Um, but good for her. Um yeah. you're good enough to play, I said play, uh, you know, without getting into other topics, but I, I like that she's like, I'm just a girl. I want to play baseball. All you have is a you just have a baseball team, right? It's not a men's baseball team. Like I keep trying to say, it's just a baseball team. So if she's good enough to do it, I don't know. Better try it, I guess. Um, yeah. Other than that, guys, I think that'll pretty much do it for us here. Um, just checking with y'all. I think that's, yep, no, nothing, nothing from you guys. So that'll pretty much wrap it up here on Talking Tig's. Great week. Another good-looking week coming forward. Got the women's Final Four, men's Final Four, LSU hosting Tennessee. It's going to be a lot. Check back in with us next week. We're going to have it all for you here, right here on Talking Tigs. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.